Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Made For More podcast. Today we're talking about all things love languages. No, you haven't dialed into the wrong podcast. It's still a leadership podcast, but what we're actually talking about today is leadership love languages. So you may be familiar with Chapman's work around five love languages. So they are in your personal relationships, words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time and acts of service. If you're not familiar with this work, I'd highly encourage you to jump online. You can do a quiz and it's a really great, uh, a great little quiz to find out what is your love language for you and and your significant other people in your life. Um, Of course, things like physical touch, probably not appropriate in, uh, in the workplace. So today's episode is actually all around leadership love languages or more specifically, how do you help your team feel appreciated speaking in their direct love language. So this is something that we often come across when working with leaders is we know that one size does not actually fit all. Otherwise, you know, it would be easy. But what we want to have a look at when we're talking about leadership love languages is recognizing within your individual team and staff what they need and want to feel appreciated and loved on at work. So it's not going to be the same for everyone. Uh, There's things that are, you know, intrinsic and extrinsic motivators uh, and people need different things so if you're not sure from your own team uh, what kind of love language they speak or 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 need uh, ask them ask them and if they're not sure see if you can try on a few different ones and see what works so we know that uh, coming up 2022 is uh, nearing very coming very close got stuck on my own words then is coming up very soon and uh, one of the big things that I've been talking with leaders and HR managers about recently is this uh, the great resignation which has been getting quite a bit of airtime but at the end of the day people want to feel valued appreciated and seen in the workplace so love languages is a great way to go direct to the source to help them feel loved appreciated and seen let's dive in and uh, i hope you get a few hot tips welcome to the made for more podcast i'll be sharing my experiences along with some actionable advice to take your leadership to the next level introducing your host it's me ali nitschke i'm a leadership and courageous conversations expert a nutella lover a mother of four young boys a wife and a dance floor junkie i'm here to give you the motivation you need to level up lead yourself lead your team and your business let's go in general conversation yeah a few of you have a few of you have awesome fabulous all right so we're going to have a little bit of a deep dive in the love languages that you're probably familiar with and then we're going to have a little bit of a look at how that works in the workplace Uh, before we get too far into it there's some names on here that I don't recognize so I'll give you a quick background uh, a little bit more of a background so um, about 15 years ago, I actually hung up my my ballet shoes. I used to be a professional ballet dancer here in Adelaide. Uh, Funding was cut in the arts sector. And before I knew it, I was out of a job and my lifelong dream of being a prima ballerina was cut pretty short at the early early age of my early 20s. Probably needed a better game plan, to be fair. Um, And I found myself walking up the main street. I lived in in a country town 
back then walking down the main street looking for a job and this was back in a time where you know you could kind of walk into a shop and say hey can I have a job and next next day I was working so I walked into my local credit union on a Friday and I think I rocked up there on the Monday ready to go and it was quite a quite a culture shock really because I'd spent my entire life uh, on a stage in a ballet studio which if you're familiar is usually you know ballet tights and um, a leotard the daggier the better like it's a little bit of street cred if you've got holes in your tights then you know you've kind of done your time Um, and I rocked up to the the credit union job wearing you know the uniform and a blazer and I was feeling pretty swish Um, I actually really loved it I loved the competition I loved the customers extreme extrovert Um, And I really love the environment. And as is usually the way when you're doing something well, you end up uh, getting promoted. So my next step uh, within the credit union was I was handed the keys to open up my very own branch. And it was right in the city. Um, It was at a time when, as I mentioned, I was in my early 20s. So I was out partying quite a bit. And I was like, this is gold. I can just go straight from work to to town and, and have such a great time. And uh, I had the opportunity to recruit my own team, which was awesome. So I got to hand select the people that I wanted to be surrounded with all the time. And wouldn't that be nice if we could do that these days? Uh, so we, I, I recruited a really beautiful team, um, really high performing. We did some amazing things as a team and also had a really great time. Um, I I'll always like to mention that I recruited quite well because one of my favourite employees is actually my husband and has been for the past 13 years. So Anytime we get to performance review time, schedule him, schedule him in with a Zoom meeting. We have a bit of a talk about how his performance is going and uh, I like to share some feedback. No, I'm just kidding. I'm a little bit kidding. We kind of do do that a little bit. Um, and that was about 10 years ago. And then around the same time is when the GFC hit here in Adelaide and working in banking and finance isn't really a great time when there's a global financial crisis. So my team was disbanded. The office was closed. Because they were performing so well, they were all promoted as well, like it was happy days. And uh, I was sent to go and fix up a, and I say fix up in air quotes, a toxic uh, environment. So I went down to Port Adelaide, one of the branches there, and I started my first day. I was there with my ponytail and my high heels and I was ready to go. And I was uh, hit or fronted by a wall of about 14 women who hated their jobs, hated each other, uh, hated the work they were doing, hated their old boss, but really, really, really really hated me and I think that was really my baptism of fire when it came to leadership I had to go from you know dating dating one of my staff members so it was pretty easy to um to be able to ask them to do specific things to fronting a uh, a group of very disgruntled women as a result of that I became very good at having tough conversations because I had to and went on a pretty deep dive into all things that I could possibly learn about leadership which was pretty fun um it was pretty stressful time that ended up leading to burnout and then I had a bit of a change of scenery so about five years ago I went and had four babies in five years which is as nuts um as nuts and as crazy as it sounds and if you think that's crazy imagine homeschooling for um four boys this week and you know hats off to some of the other states that have done it for a very long time my house has been a bloody zoo this week let me tell you and then before too long I realised that actually uh, the nine to five wasn't really designed for uh, for mothers, working mothers that have four children because you can't get anywhere uh, that you need to for your children. And I started my business, Made For More. So we've been doing this now for about three years. 
working mostly in the leadership space, specifically around communication, courageous conversations. That's my jam. Um, and I absolutely love it. So I uh, love speaking to groups of women like this, where we can build confidence on having tough conversations, understand more about languages and communication in the workplace. So I thought we would start off by talking about the uh, love languages. Let me just share my screen. So just give me the thumbs up if you can see. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So you might be wondering why we want to talk about love languages um, for, from a work sense. And the thing that always gets me with love languages is um, the love language where we're talking about touch. Now, to be clear, full disclaimer, Please do not go back to your workplaces tomorrow and touch anybody, even if they're saying that's their love language. Do not do it. It's a trick. <laughs> Don't touch your colleagues, please. Um, so I wanted to uh, just to let you know about one of the books or probably the, one of the most famous books around love languages. So this one is The Five Love Languages written by Gary Chapman. If you haven't read it, definitely pick yourself up a copy. It's available where all good books are, Amazon, Booktopia, Book Depository, all of those, and on Audible as well. Um, written back in 1995, it still stands the test of time today. Over 7 million copies sold, translated into um, 40 different languages. So 40 different languages of the five love languages. You can figure that out. And it's also on the New York Times bestseller list and will probably stay there forever and ever as well. So who's seen seen that or read it? No, pop it on your TBR list, to be read list, because um, you'll, you'll love it. It'll change the way you, you uh, see the, the world of, of love and um, how people respond to different types of love languages. So I wanted to go through each of the five love languages with you today. And the reason we're going through these love languages is I know for many of you um, that probably in the last week or so, your newest co-worker has actually also been your spouse. Is that right? Your partner? Yeah. Isn't that a shock when you get to work with your partner and you're like, ooh, didn't realize you were a circle, circle back around and put a pin in it type operator. Um, and the reason we want to have a look at this hand in hand in work is because at potentially, hopefully not, fingers crossed, we might be working with our spouses in the future. So if you are not familiar with love languages, this is kind of like a cheat's guide on how to get your um, partner to do <laughs> to do things for you, but also it's a cheat's way to ask for what you need when it comes to filling your own cup. So one of the, the first one that we're going to go through is words of affirmation. And I'd really encourage you if you do have any questions throughout the session, just unmute. I'm not really too fussy. Um, feel free to interrupt, chuck a comment in the chat if you need to. Um, yeah, I'm pretty casual with this. So just carry on. So with the words of affirmation, so this is things like, um, how, how is it that you like to receive love? And one of the, the best ways that we want to, to understand love languages is first to understand what we want, what fills up our love bucket, what makes us feel loved um, by our partners or our family. Uh, and the best way to do that is actually to identify what it is that you you need and then to ask for it and say hey my love language is x y and z please tell me i'm pretty if your um, love language is words of affirmation so we'll have a look at each of them so there's words of affirmation uh, there's quality time which makes sense uh, there is receiving gifts there is acts of service and uh, physical physical touch 
so when it comes to each of these, we all at some stage like to have all five of them, but there will be one or two that are sort of your main drivers when it comes to love language and what makes you feel you know, feel the feels. So when it comes to words of affirmation, some of the ways that we can communicate words of affirmation to our partners is by encouraging, um, affirming and appreciating and actively listening. So when it comes to actively listening, we want to be listening to understand rather than listening to respond. And I remember my mum told me years and years ago, you've got two ears and one mouth, use them proportionately. And I <laughs> It's like, oh, okay, that's a bit harsh, but I understand what you're saying. So when it comes to words of affirmation, we want to be saying nice things or asking for our partners to tell us nice things about us, but also actively listening to our partners if that's theirs. If your love language is words of affirmation is actually saying, I really need you to actively listen to me now. Please put your phone away. Please press pause on Netflix. Please turn around and face me. Please carve out some time so that we can have a conversation. Um, and if if that is yours, does anyone think that theirs might be words of affirmation? Yeah, a few of you. Cool. So asking for what you want and letting your partner know what you want is key. Um, so we'll skip down to the next one, which is around quality time. So this is, and, and actually just as a side note, there is love languages for children as well. So if you've got kids, you can get the love languages for kids. And most often this is the one that kids love, the quality time, because we're simply in this busy world. You know, I, I don't know how many times my kids this week have taken my phone off me whoopsie days, way too much screen time. But what they love and what they thrive on is quality time. So do we as adults, depending on, you know, what our childhood upbringing was, we like quality time as well. So this is uninterrupted, focused conversation. If you go out on a date night, um, this is sort of the quality time that we're talking about. Obviously, in the last week, date night hasn't been a no-go, but, you know, maybe plan something special at home, have a date night at home. Um, and this is where it's just one-on-one -on -one time with you and your partner. The third one is around receiving gifts. And this doesn't need to be something super fancy. It doesn't need to be expensive. It can literally be um, flowers picked from the garden, but it's the act of receiving gifts. So if your love language is receiving gifts, um, please don't think that you're, you're selfish or that you're being, um, uh, I've forgotten the word because... Uh, uh, materialistic that that's not it at all it's around the actual someone giving you something and you receiving it so receiving gifts is a like love language who thinks receiving gifts might be their love language anyone yeah yeah I love receiving gifts too if my kids get me flowers while they're out at the park I'm like oh they love me so much thank you darling children you can stay um and this this uh around receiving gifts it makes your spouse a priority so whether your spouse is someone that likes to receive gifts or whether you're someone that likes to receive gifts, when your opposite partner gives you what you need, if that happens to be gifts, it makes you feel like you're really a priority as well. Um, the next one there is acts of service. And I've got my screen right in front of my slide, so I can't even tell you what aspecto, un momento. Uh, so acts of service. So that just lets them know that you're there to help them lighten the load. And I've popped a little icon there around um, housework because I know that predominantly this isn't a shared task across all households. However, it probably should be because it's, it 
it's their mess too, right? Um, but this can be things like, you know, it can be housework, it can be things like making breakfast, it can be like going and getting a coffee um, for either for you or your partner. Who thinks acts of service is their love language? Yeah, cool. Um, and the next one there is physical touch. So this is around, you know, the kissing, the cuddling, bit of massage, holding your hand, um, you know, exactly how exactly what it says, physical touch. So being close to someone, um, you know, if you if you if this is your love language, who thinks physical touch might be their love language? Not so much. Alice, yep, Darcy, yours as well. Yeah, so physical touch is things like, you know, if you're standing next to your partner and they put yeah, their arm around you or holding hands or sitting close and, and having a bit of a snuggle on the couch. Um, so if you or your partner has physical touch, it doesn't mean that you need to have a makeout session all the time, but just being close to someone and having that touch is really important to you as well. Does anyone have any questions so far on um, the five love languages? Can I just ask a quick one? Um, I feel like three of them are my love languages. Can you have more than one or are you supposed yeah. to really be like focused on one? No, I think, I mean, I think we probably all would come, come across all five at some stage um, and you can have more than one for sure, but there's probably one that would be your predominant one and perhaps the other ones are a little bit emptier. So if okay. you've if your partner's been a bit shy on, uh, on <laughs> filling the cup on some of the other love languages, it's time to have a conversation yeah. about that. But yeah, we can definitely be more than one for sure. Okay. And I have one more question on that. Sorry. Yeah, um, go for it. When you say they're the way that you like to receive love, um, if you notice that someone gives love in that way, would you say that that's the way that they probably want to receive love as well? Yeah. I mean, Yes. So normally the way that people demonstrate something like my um, my husband, for example, loves doing the dishes. I know I'm blessed, right? Um, or I hate doing the dishes, but his thing is acts of service. So the way that he shows me love is by having a clean kitchen, whereas I don't acts of service is so low down on my love language. I don't care about it at all. I'm like, words of affirmation. Tell me I'm pretty. That's what I want to hear. Um, so we have conversations about that all the time. So if I'm trying to show him love, then I need to go and do acts of service, which is not a thing I like to do yeah okay. and similar to him so it doesn't come naturally for him words of affirmation he doesn't need that um as his I guess validation whereas I'm yeah. very giving in words of affirmation to him so it's kind of a bit of a, a juggling act and being really aware of what each of you need it means that you can have that conversation about what you want thank you has anyone else got any questions about love languages? No. All right, we'll move on. So I've just added a little column here at the end. So if you're not sure about what your partner's love language is, or you're not sure about what your love language is, sometimes we can tell by the things, you know, the squeaky wheel that gets the oil. So if we hear people complaining um, around things like you don't tell me that you love me often enough. I don't feel appreciated for all the housework that I do. This could be words of affirmation. So that their words of affirmation love language bucket is feeling a little bit empty. If this is something that you're saying around the house, it could be that your words of affirmation bucket is feeling a little bit empty as well. Uh, if you are saying something like, oh, you make time for everything else, you make time for your family, you make time for friends, you know, work is always a priority, you don't make time for me, 
then perhaps that's a really good indication that your quality time love bucket is a little bit empty as well. Um, or perhaps if your partner's saying that, then you're going, it's time to schedule in a bit of a date night or a one-on-one, a bit of one-on-one time that is really intentional. So you're deliberately carving out some time. It's not just a chat while you're watching Netflix and scrolling Instagram. It's put your phones away, turn off your Netflix, have some, have some communication and time together, make a nice dinner, sit down and uh, talk to each other. If you're hearing something like, I don't feel that you're very generous, I never receive gifts from you, um, then perhaps the the receiving gifts love bucket is feeling a little bit empty as well. Um, And if you're you're thinking things like that, I know recently I said something to my my husband, Alex, around, like, remember that time in 2008? when you left me that flower in, in my door and he was just like, yeah, I'm like, wouldn't it be nice if that happened again? Um, and he knew where I was going because we'd been talking about love language and the next, the next week I got some flowers and I was like, yes, this is great. Um, so, you know, ask, ask for what you want and, and it shall receive. So if you're saying things like it's been, it's been a hot minute since you got me some flowers or it's been a hot minute since you've made some effort, perhaps you're receiving gifts. Love bucket is a little bit empty as well. Uh, and then our acts of service. So if, and this is probably a common one more for women than it is for men, is things, if you're saying something like, I'm feeling really overwhelmed at the moment, I'm doing everything alone, um, hashtag the mental load, then perhaps your acts of service bucket is a little bit empty as well. Uh, with your physical touch, this could be things like, you know, I, I feel like you don't want to touch me I feel like you don't want to be close to me it's been ages since we've had a snuggle all of those types of things are a pretty good indication that your physical touch bucket is feeling a little bit empty as well so has that helped you identify perhaps what bucket you need to fill up yeah any questions or comments on that one So I know that um, networking is such a big part of Spence Club. So what we're going to do in just a minute, Alexi, would you mind sorting out some breakout rooms for me, please, um, is actually go into some breakout rooms. You'll get to meet and greet some of the Spence Club members. Uh, I know we normally like to do this in person, but this is a really great chance to, you know, meet without that awkwardness of like, what's your name? How do we go? You can It's there on the screen and you get to talk to each other. It's ma- amazing. So I think we'll give you about 10 minutes minutes to meet and greet we'll break out into groups of two uh, sorry three to four and what I'd like you to do is um, introduce yourself to the group uh, a little bit about your background so where you work what you do and what you think your love language is and if you have a partner what you think their love language is as well are you ready to go Alexi yep I'm just putting people in now Okay, cool. So we'll give um, give you 10 minutes to meet and greet uh, if you're in a group. Cool, I've gone to a breakout room as well. Okay, hi guys, you're all on mute. I'm taking myself out of the meeting room. Is that all right? Uh, yes. Wait, am I in a breakout? I'm not sure. Uh, no, you're not. Okay, did I move? Oh, Karina's gone. Okay, good. That's fine. Good. Madhu, you're still on mute. Oh, do you want me to go to a breakout room where someone's um, not there? I just left one. I'm not sure on. where it was. Yeah, sorry. I think because I automatically assigned and obviously just moved everyone. That's okay. um, so Beck, Rebecca, Tony. I was in with Tony. Um, all of them have a board member. You can jump into whichever one you want, Madhu. Okay. I'm unsure if I can, when they come back, I don't know how, how easy it is to mix up the groups again. Yeah, so if you kind of cancel them all. And then just do it again. And then just do it again, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, but you just do that once they're all back. 
Okay, cool. I'm going to mute myself for a second so you don't hear me typing. Okay. Can you see all the breakout rooms? You can see them too, right? Uh, like down the bottom? Um, I think so. Like if you click yeah. breakout rooms. I'm just asking in case for if I did go to one, you can always close them or pull me out or whatever. Yeah. Did, you set, did you set a timer or anything on it? Um, no. Okay, that's right. I'll just set a timer here and then I'll give people a minute's notice. Are you going to go to one now? Oh, I can um, I can broadcast a message to all. That's right. I don't know if I can do that when I'm in the, if I go into a meeting room though. I so. can do it from my end. Can you? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I'll jump into so we've one. We've got one. seven minutes and 46 seconds to go. All right. I'll jump into one. Hi, Alexi. Hi. Um, so I'm uh, really heavily involved in that med tech space. Wow. Um yeah, so I love medical innovation um, and especially um, medical innovation for specific courses. So um, I love looking into social enterprises and how medicine can be further developed to help um, benefit the health system and patient outcomes and, mm. and all of that. Um, so that's my sort of background. But in the meantime, I work for a wine company. So <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> amazing oh, during lockdown. <laughs> Which wine company do you work for? Uh, Riot Wine Co. Um, we're a completely sustainable wine company. So we do okay, cool. um, all of our wine in can and keg to reduce wastage. Okay, cool. Where is it located? Uh, it's on Torrens Road in Brompton. Okay, cool. Yeah. But you, oh, there's no cellar door, obviously, right? It's just like wine producer? Uh, no, so we do have a cellar door. Um, so I work in the office um, in sales and trade marketing. Um, and next door is where we have our cellar door. We call it the cannery because um, we do all in cans um, and that's where you can come and try and taste. And then we have all of our wineries um, spread right throughout our SA. Okay, cool. I work for Tourism SA, so I might have to hit you up about that. Yeah, definitely. Work, where do you work, Alexi? Uh, Tourism South Australia. Right. So um, I work in product development there. So basically working with tourism operators to right. develop and enhance their tourism experiences. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So we're actually working on um, a wellness tourism initiative at the moment. So um, when you talked about like sustainability and everything, mm. it sounds like this could be a really good fit. So I might have to yeah. reach out to you. Yeah, definitely. That'd be great. And Karina, yeah. what's your, um, you know, what? Yeah. Half on the board. Pressure. Yeah, so I've um, so I work at SA Ward at the moment as manager of economic regulation. Um, but my background is mathematics, so and a uh, yeah, the math degree, got an accounting qualification, CPA, so and finance and pricing. So I'm a numbers person basically. Um, cool, absolutely. Treasure. <laughs> yeah, that's wow, exciting. And how long have you been a member? Did you say? <laughs> I would say maybe four-ish years, maybe five yeah. now, yeah. Did oh, they for wow. like at your first meeting or did they take a while? So what was that? How long were you a member before they snapped you up as treasurer? Oh. Because I'd sign you first meeting, I reckon. <laughs> if I, um, if I knew. Yeah, I think it was probably oh, within the first year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Sounds cool, yeah. So what, um, I mean, I've said why I've been drawn. What? Why, why did the three of you join this organisation and what's... What's what's it? Sorry, what's it? I missed I what? missed what you you said. Um, why did you join? Can you tell? Oh us yeah, sorry. I've been... My reason for being drawn to this. I'm just curious as to your, well, the three of you. Anyone want to, you know, like what what drew you into this organisation? 
anyone wants to jump in like this organization as opposed to any other organization uh so for me it was the fact that it was um cross industry so it was you know you're meeting lots of people from across different industries but also I just found it to be so supportive um and like a real network uh like a sisterhood where we were all like supporting each other and helping each other grow and develop and learn and I just every time I went to something I always came back motivated and inspired so that's why cool yeah. What about you, Annie or Alexi? <laughs> I was just going to say my reason was quite similar. It was um, obviously I like the fact that it's across industries because mm. in the tourism industry, everyone knows each other and it's a very connected industry. Um, yes. So yep. it's good to kind of meet people outside of that network. Um, that was probably the biggest draw card for me. And then obviously <laughs> I just wanted to yeah get to know other women across different areas um, and expand my network and get better at networking um and yeah obviously Spence Club donates to charity as well so there's all those I, I did I read right that Catherine House is one of the yeah. beneficiaries I'm sorry I see Catherine House pop up so many times uh, at the moment I'm sort of like yeah I'm pretty sure that was it here too as well so that's a fairly powerful incentive isn't it yeah what about you Annie Oh, there was a whole range of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I really loved the values and the ethics of um, Spence. I just thought it's such a powerful um, group to definitely be a part of. Um, I also do a little bit of volunteering, so I loved that it was also aligned with that. And yeah. definitely um, in terms of just being inspired by people around you is really motivating on your personal sort of journey as well as, um, you know, being involved mm-hmm. in other people's, which I think is really quite rewarding as well. Mm-hmm. So that's what drew me. Cool. Um, bread machine going off. Oh, I was thinking, has our power gone off? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Can't be. Turned it off, but maybe not. I just might go. Well, there's going to be a storm tonight, so I'm hoping the power lasts long enough for my banana bread to finish cooking. It's really just the main priority. Obviously, decided that it needed to be turned off. Excuse me. You know, it's COVID. We all start baking again, don't we? Drink red. That's my plan. <laughs> That's my favorite plan. <laughs> I feel like I need to make some bread now to fit in here. <laughs> banana okay. bread is so easy. We oh, I've we, never made banana bread. Yeah, I've never it's made it either, so but I easy. love it. It's so easy. Really? And it's so okay. quick. I'm gonna look into it now. Perhaps you can pop the red. Yeah, <laughs> I could actually. I do that. You could. Yeah. <laughs> I waver between wanting to do a healthy banana bread and uh, just like a really jam-packed sugar banana bread, but this is the one I went with. <laughs> Oh, you've done it oh wow yeah it is cool uh should we do love languages Sounds yeah. good. Mm. do you want to go first yeah uh so my love language or i probably have two main ones um it would be quality time and acts of service um they're two quite important to me um and then my partner his would be we actually did this quiz together um, like six months ago or something just to sort oh, wow. of like, because we just came across it and we're like, we'll just do it. Um, so I think his was also quality time but physical touch. Yeah, I did this with my husband too, but probably a few years ago now. And, um, yeah, mine was um, acts of service and quality time as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think his was quality time and physical touch. And seem to they gain a lot more through sex than just sex. It's the way they connect. Mm. And I'm not saying 
about, but what I'm saying is that's that's a that's quite common. Yeah. yeah. Gender issues there. Mm. Mm. What about yours, Paula? Um, definitely acts of service. Um, I used to think it was quality time, um, but I did the thing once. I mean, obviously we have a whole range, not like we're only just two, <laughs> and I think affirmation is stronger than um, quality time. So mm, I can't too. I can't just silent time. I I need yeah I need verbal so yeah and we've only got sorry Alexi no pressure no problem um mine is words of affirmation and receiving gifts and physical touch <laughs> oh you're having three I like it I'm adding three yeah um we are, I know yeah okay five, we're out <laughs> three, two, one boom uh welcome back everyone I hope you had a chance to meet some of your fellow Spence Club members who would like to share something interesting they found out about someone they're in a break breakout room with just feel free to unmute I'll jump in and I'll go thanks Darcy <laughs> um no not at all so I got to be in a breakout room with Remy McGrath and Beck Sanford um Remy McGrath I actually know quite well because we do a podcast together but it was incredible to meet Beck um and she is the president of the South Australian I'm going to get this wrong but it was the legal association Beck's going to say law, law society but you're very close <laughs> the law society but not only that but she is only the fifth woman to have ever been the president no been on the board and the, the youngest being the president. president and the youngest president so she is the president which is just incredible yeah I think that deserves Spence Spence clap well done yeah the girls thank you <laughs> that's amazing uh who else met someone interesting me yes hello hello um I was in a group with Beck O'Hara and um Tony, I can't even see her anywhere. Where? Hello, Tony. Oh my goodness, there's so many faces staring at me. Um, so it's both of their first Spence event, right? Oh, cool. I think so. Yeah, so that's awesome. That's really cool. Um, and what I learned about Beck was that she's working on and did her PhD in um, studying women with endometriosis and working on a digital platform. Um, and we talked a little bit about um, how that has actually um, become a bit more normalised and covered in media because I grew up struggling with PCOS and endo and I hadn't until this year met anybody else that had even like spoken to me about it. Um, so yeah, we had lots of good chats about that and about government funding and just about awareness. So that was really interesting to me. Amazing. Anyone else? Georgia, were you going to unmute before? You looked like you were looking for your unmute sign. No. You're like, please don't ask me. <laughs> Anyone else want to share someone they met? Yeah, um, I was in a room with Casey, Angie, Angie and um, Jenna. And yeah, it was interesting. We all had different preferences. Um, and like, yeah, I think a lot of people be became more clear about theirs. And some of us were struggling because we couldn't choose. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think we, we are getting there. We're getting there. And we, we definitely sort of at least for me, I knew what my partner was like, which is good news, right? So, <laughs> yes, yes, amazing. Oh, good. All right, we might uh, we might carry on because we've talked about love languages now. Just give me a thumbs up if you are all good on the slides. There, awesome. Uh, we've talked about love languages from sort of a romantic uh, outside of the work 
situation. Obviously, it would be inappropriate to go up and um, kiss and hug our boss, probably be inappropriate to bring in flowers um, <laughs> unless it's someone's birthday, probably a little bit inappropriate to walk up to someone and tell them they're pretty. So we need to obviously make the segregation. But I thought it was a really good opportunity to touch on the love languages at home because we've been home with our partners and as much as we're looking forward to returning to a normal workplace um yeah this is just one of those one of those things that can really help with your relationship communication so if we have a look at how this kind of transpires in the workplace let me just find my mouse there we go so if we're thinking about leadership love languages so the first one is around feedback and mentorship so if i can just if you can let me know if you are a leader, have a team that people report into you. Yeah, cool. So when we're talking about this, this goes to, this goes two ways for you. So if you are a leader, um, obviously you've got someone that you report to as well. So thinking about how you like to how you like to receive love um, from your leader, but then also having a think about the different people that are within your team, um, perhaps what their preferences are as well. And we don't want to assume because we know what happens when we assume something, but. Um, you know, even having that conversation with them as well around what is it, you know, what is your main motivator, what makes you feel really appreciated in the workplace as well. So if we have a look at number one, which is around feedback and mentorship. Uh, so this is things like well-meaning feedback that's going to propel either you forward or propel someone within your team forward. So really constructive feedback. Uh, this is uh, providing feedback so that you can learn about yourself and to grow. So this is potentially providing feedback to your staff members from a perspective of um, potentially having some stretch goals or looking at what they want to learn and develop for themselves, whether it's professionally and or personally. And even having a look at having a mentor or a mentee relationship. Does anyone here have a mentor? Yeah. Anyone got a mentee? Not a mentee, a mentee? Yeah, cool. Awesome. So being able to recognize perhaps someone within your team, this could be their love language is they're looking for uh, a mentor. If you have capacity to do that, then, you know, having that conversation or if there's someone else within your team organization, even outside, um, perhaps even someone that you've met tonight in the breakout room that could be a potential mentor to one of your team is just such an invaluable um, relationship. I remember if this was this is how long ago it was back in 2005 I was working on the on the parade and um, I'd been in in the office there for a little while and I had a new manager that came in and at first I didn't really like him because you know whoever who really likes their new manager when they come in um, but he is still my mentor today so that's a long time ago now um, but just an invaluable relationship that has kind of you know had had its peaks and troughs over over the years in regards to how much contact we have with each other um, and it's probably kind of circled back around in the last couple of years as well but just such a, a an invaluable relationship that mentor relationship so something to keep in mind if you're on the hunt for a mentor definitely um, start asking for that as well if you're looking to have a little bit more guidance have someone uh, in your court uh, number two leadership love language is around workplace 
bonding. So this is things like coffee dates and morning teas and offsites and networking within your team, but also across teams. So this is great for people that want to break down those silos when it comes to um, the silos that happen in the workplace. But these people are the ones that are, you're probably, you know, they're like, hey, you want to go get a coffee or should we have a morning tea? They love a chat. Um, and just that little micro connection. So it's quite an informal, um, I guess, bonding experience. But if you've, has anyone been on an offsite where a lot of all of the bonding doesn't really happen during the offsite, it happens in the dinner that's beforehand or the coffee that's happening, or if, you, if it's an offsite that's overnight, it happens, you know, when you're having drinks on a Friday night or something like that. So this is someone's love language. Um, given uh, COVID and what's happening sort of around the country, around the world, people who have this love language of workplace bonding are really suffering right now. So if you've got a team that is interstate um, or people that uh, report into you remotely from interstate and you think that perhaps workplace bonding is their love language, just go out of your way to perhaps even just have, instead of like a scheduled team meeting, just have a coffee, coffee Zoom or something like that as well so that you can really connect in with your um, your team members that this is perhaps their love language as well. Has anyone got any questions on workplace bonding or um, mentoring? No. Who thinks workplace bonding might be their love language, leadership love language? Yeah. Yeah. Ali, just a question. Is this sure. the, so workplace bonding is what corresponds with the touch? No? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. If we're thinking about which one goes to which, then yeah. Um, although, I mean, I'm reluctant to kind of say it goes with the touch because I really don't want anyone to um, go around touching people. Um, I mean, it could be both. So, I mean, they're not, it's not one for one. So workplace bonding can also be quality time as well. Yeah. Any other questions on that? So if we have a look at the leadership love language number three, so this is around new opportunities and challenges. And if this is you, you'll know, um, but this is people who feel loved when they get to be involved in new projects. Um, they might be someone who create or set stretch goals. So you have your goals and then you've got your stretch goals that are kind of really going to push you out of your comfort zone. Uh, and the, these people are the ones that communicate their career goals. So they are probably the ones that have um, a, a career plan, have a succession plan in place and have some rather large aspirations. Who thinks love language number three for the new opportunities and challenges could be theirs? Yeah, yeah. And if you've got people that um, in your team that this might be their love language, even having that conversation around like what's the next step for them or what's happening in the next 12 months, five years, 12 months, maybe three years, five years. And also having a think about what kind of stretch goals that you can set for them as well. And the added bonus is it's good for you as well as being good for them. So it fills up their leadership love language cup, but also means that you get the opportunity to um, improve their capability in the workplace because they're you know stretching, stretching themselves as well. Any questions on new opportunities and challenges as a love language? Nope. Uh, number four is around support. So this, I think we're probably seeing this one come out of the woodwork quite a bit more um, in the last week and certainly over the last 18 months. So this is people where their love language is that, you know, they know that you're there next to them, holding their hand, but not touching. 
um, but just really there to provide that support, that cushion, I guess. Um, this is, you know, checking in with someone when they're struggling or feeling like they can be checked in on when they're struggling. Uh, this is actions over words. So rather than just being like, hey, is everything okay? Actually checking in and saying, um, you know, what do you need help with? How can I help you? And then, and then following through and doing it. Um, if this is your love language, this could actually be asking for help. So if you're someone that asks for help and being okay with that as well. So if you've got someone within your team that's asking for help and at times you're like, oh, for God's sakes, why are they asking me for help again? Just know that this is their love language. So for you to provide support for them, and this is like a little bit of, I'm going to say it again, hand-holding, but you know what I mean. Hand-holding, this is their love language. So to fill up their cup, it is, you know, giving them that little bit of extra um, airtime in meetings, giving them a little bit of extra time when it comes to explaining, um, I guess, a project or a work program that needs to, to come back to them and even giving them a little bit of extra, extra airtime when you're trying to explain something as well. So gently, gently with um, these people. Has anyone got any questions on support as a love language? making sense so far? Yep. All right, let's have a look at number five. So this is encouraging touch points. So this is where we want to check in on our staff members if you're a leader. Um, and the way that we fill them up is they're probably already on that kind of high perform. They're already going to be high performers. So they tend to be a little bit ignored, they're high performers. Um, but if this is someone in your team, um, just making sure that whenever there's, you know, a milestone or perhaps a, a smaller milestone or a um, I guess, a deadline that you're checking in with them, seeing how they're going, encouraging them, keeping that communication line open, letting them know that they're doing a good job, um, but just actively trying to check in at particular points in time um, and doing that with intentionality rather than just, you know, perhaps if it's a team meeting and you're like, hey, yep, it's your turn to, um, to talk and give an update. You want to be doing this outside of those types of team meetings as well. Um, whether it's phone calls, you know, pick up the dog and bone, a specific email that's not like a, a team email, just one specifically to them to check in and see how they're going and recognising those key milestones um, within their projects or work program as well. Who's got some questions on that? Nope. Um, Alexi, we're going to go into a breakout again in a minute if you can shuffle them up. So when we do this again, um, Alexi's going to shuffle you all around. So you'll get to meet some more Spence, Spence Club members. So if you can introduce yourself, um, give your background, and I'd like you to have a think. Um, if you are a leader, explain that you're a leader and who you've got on your team. So number one is talk about uh, what you think your leadership love language is. What do you need from your leader? And number two, what are you going to focus on for your team? Uh, if there's someone in particular who's feeling a little bit unloved, the unloved child, uh, what are you going to focus on to give them a bit of love and make sure their leadership love bucket is feeling full as well? And I'll give you 10 minutes to do this again. Alexia, are you, how are we going? going here thumbs up okay people are jumping out now i'm going to jump into room four because there's only two people in there technologies so we do um tech and security and safety for high-risk individuals and then also domestic violence victims in south australia and across um, australia and new zealand um so yeah just mainly in the tech area and then i'm on the spence club board as well so that's my little background um Sorry to interrupt. I'm going to leave this room and bring someone else back in because I just met Annie and I already knew Darcy. <laughs> so bye, Queen. Okay, bye. Um, questions we've been asked. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember the names of the five leadership love languages. 
Did anyone write all five of them down? No, I should have again. I made this mistake the first time. I took a screenshot. Um, uh, saving the day. <laughs> um, you're talking about the leadership ones, right? Or the first mm. one? The leadership. Yeah. Um, it's feedback and mentorship, mm-hmm. workplace bonding, new opportunities and challenges, support, and encouraging touch points. And hi, everyone. I'm Alexi. <laughs> Look at you go. I knew someone would have written them down. <laughs> like madly writing them down now. <laughs> so did she say we're talking about our like leadership? Sorry, I totally missed it. I was too focused on the breakout rooms. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think so. Was it the two questions? What, what do we think our personal love language is? And then if we are someone that's managing a team, um, what are we going to focus on with our team? I'm happy to start. <laughs> I think mine is definitely the new opportunities one. Um, So like having clear stretch goals and kind of clear direction for where I'm going, say in an org, but also like on a wider scale. Um, I think for me, because I've just moved into a company that is like fully remote all the time, not just in times of COVID, the workplace bonding is one that I want to really work on with my team, particularly because I've got team overseas and also team here. So just thinking about how we can kind of apply that to the online space um, will be a challenge, but yeah, something that I've probably got on my list to focus on. Yeah, I'm a bit the same. I work um, here in Adelaide, but as part of a national team as well. Um, And I'm the only one from my team here in my role. So I'm definitely, I'm very much the same. I'm very virtual. um, So I need a lot of that bonding as well, like our Teams chat is just mostly me just annoying people because I think everyone else has got two or three other people in their little area. Yeah. Um, despite the fact that New South Wales is in lockdown and so we're sick until a couple of hours for another couple of hours. Um, so yeah, they've all got someone there to kind of go to work and bounce off of, and I've just got like I said, my, my team here, but not not my team. So I'm definitely a bonding person. I love like our catch ups we have at the start of the week and the end of the week. Um, and in my role, I'm not officially a leader, but I am probably one of the more senior people there. Um, I definitely, I think um, Ali touched on it really well, was the, you kind of forget your high performers. So you've got the people in there that that need that little touch. And for me, two or three of them live in Sydney as well. So they probably do need that touch. Um I can't remember whatever the fifth one, the last one was. Encouraging. Um, encouraging. Yes, that's the one. Um, yeah, just even just a touch point just to, to say, you know, how are you doing? Yeah, that's me. Georgia? Mine would definitely be opportunities to grow. And, yeah, I think that's definitely um, a motivator for me whenever there's something new that comes up or um, something like a project I can take on. That definitely motivates me for sure. I don't have a team, so that's mine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same. Mine is um, new opportunities and challenges and also the feedback and mentorship one. I think it's like for me really important that people tell me whether I'm doing something that is good or also if I'm doing something that they think should be improved that they actually tell me because I feel like I always second guess myself. So having someone telling me is, yeah, really helpful, which I guess is like kind of corresponds to the words of affirmation one. What about you, Angie? Yeah, I think I'm the same um, in wanting or, yeah, responding well to the um, challenge. Uh, New opportunities that one. and challenges. Yeah, that one. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and I think, I mean, I don't, I don't manage a team at the moment either, but we, our marketing team at the uni is about an 80 man team and we're constantly having to support and sort of jump on other projects and help people out. So I think that's a big one for our broader unit. Um, the support one, whatever that one um, was called. Uh, yeah, support. Just support. Yeah, yeah just <laughs> yeah. that one. Um, but, yeah, definitely personally the new challenges and opportunities. I think yeah. I, um, yeah, feel that sort of the, I, I prefer that feedback, I guess, in that way, knowing that um, if I've been selected to sort of, yeah, project lead something yeah. or, um, yeah, take on a new opportunity. Um, I think it's kind of a reminder. It's kind of like... Um, I don't know yeah I don't I can't think of the word now but like it's yeah it's kind of solidifying the fact that you can do something so yeah I guess it's kind of all of us are in the same boat but yeah mm-hmm. it's good to look at all of the different options I think and realize like okay work for example workplace bonding for me maybe because I work in an office I'm not working virtually all the time um, but workplace bonding for me probably isn't as big as what I think it is for other people so like doing drinks and having morning tea and stuff like I'm like yeah sure whatever but it's not like oh my god I can't wait to do this um but I guess for other people when you look at it like this maybe for other people it is a really important way to get to know their colleagues and stuff so yeah it's quite interesting and I think it it depends too on sort of where you know where maybe what company you've come from or how long you've been at an organization for if you're fairly new like you were saying Casey as well just sort of yeah. wanting to to meet people I think that's probably a higher priority than if you've been at a in a team or um, something like that for a bit longer it's probably not so much something that's a yeah. focus at that point. But. Whereabouts overseas are your team located Casey are they like uh, in the same time zone or totally different time zones? Almost, almost. So I've I've actually got one staff member who's currently traveling around Australia. So he's been in several different time zones. Okay. Um, and then I've got staff in the Philippines and also in Vietnam. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so not that's too right. much of a, pri- uh, a time difference, which isn't too bad. Not crazy time differences. Um, but yeah, still getting my head around. Most of our team is in Sydney. So everyone talks in Sydney time. And there have been yeah. so many times that people are like, oh, let's you know, jump on a Zoom at 2.30. And then I have to do the mental maths of like, what is that actual time? Uh, yeah, I'm, I know I've been to Sydney a million times. I know the time difference. They're half an hour in front. But when someone says like, uh-huh. time, I'm like, wait, so is it three o'clock or two o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> and like literally Every the time. time the same and if you ask me again in an hour I have to be like oh my god wait what time yeah <laughs> yeah I work in a Sydney team that current like does WA stuff so I'm my time zones are everywhere like they're like okay I, let's set a a meeting at Sydney time at two o'clock which is like 11 o'clock WA time and I'm like I don't know where I am in the world anymore <laughs> somebody send help <laughs> I forget they're so far behind. Like I feel like everywhere else yeah. in Australia, you can kind of quickly work out the half hour somehow. But yeah, yeah. I feel so bad for our team in WA because we have a lot of um, our management in Sydney who will organise like internal meetings at like I don't know nine, nine or eight thirty, yeah. and the leaders in WA are expected to dial in, and it's just like six AM there. <laughs> that's oh, that's the worst. Surely you would yeah. consider that when setting your appointment. <laughs> Oh my gosh, it's own world. Yeah, yeah, so is. What do you do, Alice? I work in corporate travel. 
Oh, okay, cool. Yes, very, very entertaining. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I guess we're about to jump back to the main room. Nice to meet you. You too. I think that's everyone back. I don't know. I think there's one more room. We'll just wait for them to finish up. Welcome back, everybody. Who met somebody new? Yay! Who's going to share something exciting about what's what they met? Who they met? Remy, you were pretty fast on their on your hand up there. I was actually. Um, I was with in a room with. Let me just get it. Um, Karina. Tony and Maru, and it was actually really interesting to hear. We're all in um, a few different industries, yes. um, but Maru definitely understood me very quickly. She's a coach, so, yeah, she analysed me very quickly. <laughs> uh, but we went through, all of us, we kind of went through the differences between, like, our actual love languages with our partners and then what we see in our work Um in our work love languages as well. And I found that we're, we're, all of us are kind of similar, um, yep. but it was really nice. And it was lovely meeting Tony as well. Tony um, works in her own office and she has a VA um, in overseas. So it's, it, it was t- interesting talking about, you know, how her work love languages and how she, you know, will work with that person and, you know, what it means and how she will look towards these words are not coming out right. Um, I started That's the sentence okay. and it's not coming out right. <laughs> But, yeah, it was really lovely. Actually, and Rebecca was there, but I think it just cut off for you as well. Um, I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, it was lovely to meet all of them. It was lovely. Amazing. How fun's a breakout room? Who else met someone new tonight? No one else met anyone else new, truly. There was only one. Come on. I did. I met you a few did. other girls, Angie, Casey, Lexi, and Georgia, my good friend who I was in room two with previously. Um we all learned that none of us can tell time. Um, we all can't work out Eastern time between <laughs> Central time. Uh, that was probably our key takeaway. And uh, a lot of the girls are very, uh, they like the new challenges, I guess, being challenged. So stretch goals, having a what's next set for them. Um, yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was us. Very good. So it was, sorry, how come you needed to figure out different time zones? I don't know how we got on the topic. but oh, we're, okay. Well, I d- uh, yeah, I don't know how, but we got there and we're all very bad at telling um, Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, I somehow managed to get it backwards most yeah. times either. I have to set another clock. Yep. Mm. Very good. Anyone else want to share something awesome they met, uh, someone awesome they met? Nope. Let's keep moving. Just give me a thumbs up again if you can see the break dancer and let me find my mouse. There we go. So we're going to shift uh, shift gears a little bit here. Some of you may have seen this before, um, if you've seen me speak before, but we're going to shift gears into birds. So having a look up, up on the screen there, we've got an eagle, a peacock, a dove, and an owl. Uh, if I can get you to jump into the chat box and just let me know which bird you are. Are you an eagle? Are you a peacock? Are you a dove? or an owl. Try not to think too much about it. There is no wrong answer. But if anyone's wondering what that is, that's my very old dog having a chat. What have we got? A peacock, an owl, a dove, peacock, dove, peacock, owl, 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 peacock, peacock, peacock. Cool. Awesome. So it looks like we've got a few peacocks and a few owls in the room. Let's see what happens when we get to the next one. And you maybe an eagle or maybe an owl. I reckon you might be an eagle. Had you? Uh, let's have a look. So why, you might be wondering why this is important. And 
as we go through this, what you will actually see is uh, it's a really great way to recognize different personality styles within your team. And what tends to happen is once you understand the bird types is wherever you go from now on, everyone will be some kind of bird type. So I'm sorry and you're welcome. Uh, it is fun, but uh, you won't be able to unsee it once it's done. So if we think about different bird types in a grid, so on the left, we've got our less assertive people or personality styles. And on the right, we have our more assertive personality styles. So on the left, we've got personality styles that potentially have a bit less energy. They might move slower. They might gesture less. They might have less intense eye contact. Perhaps they lean backwards when you speak to them or you know, even step away if they don't love you in your personal space. Uh, they're less risk orientated, less confrontational. They might take time to decide and they demonstrate anger a bit slower. On the right-hand side, we have a more assertive personality style. So these people, they've got a bit more energy. They move a bit faster. They gesture a bit more. They have intense eye contact. They lean forward. They might speak, speak quite quickly. Uh, they're more confrontational. They decide quickly. They're fast decision makers, and they might demonstrate anger a little bit quicker. Are you with me so far? Yep. And then we have um, up top and down the bottom. So up the top, we have our less responsive. So these people are less disclosing of feeling. They have less facial expression, less uh, vocal inflection. They might use more facts and logic. They might uh, be more task orientated and they prefer working alone. And down the bottom, we have our more responsive uh, personality styles. So these uh, personality styles, they might express feeling a little bit more openly. They might appear more friendly I'll let you read that while I let her out so she stops crying at me uh, so more responsive did you have a chance to read through the rest of that list I don't need to read it do I I think you did uh, so we've got up top Ali sorry to interrupt you're really you're really quiet now oh, I've got my there little go. that better. better yeah okay cool thank you uh, and then if we have a look how these all fit in. So if we're thinking uh, on the left-hand side, our uh, less assertive are our owls and our doves and our more assertive are our eagles and our peacocks. Up the top, we've got our less responsive or perhaps even the people that are more task orientated. So these are our owls and our eagles. And then down the bottom, we have our more responsive and our people orientated uh, birds. So these are our doves and our peacocks. Who's thinking they're in the right bird's nest? Yep. Who wants to change? That's okay. Who thinks they don't fit into one category and they're a bit of a mixed breed? Yeah, that's okay as well. So it's important to keep in mind um, when we're thinking about different bird styles that you're not going to uniquely fit into one. Otherwise, life would be really easy. There'd be four different personality styles in the whole world within your team and you'd be able to go, yep, 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 this is, this is super easy. However, as we know, there's this tricky little variable called people and people uh, tend to chop and change and they don't all come as one size fits all. So if you want to change, you can, but keeping in mind, if we think about this as a quadrant, you might be an eagle. You can see my mouse, can't you? That's all the way out here. You might be an owl that's in here. You might be a dove that's right in the middle. You might be a peacock that's that's sitting here. So if you're thinking about, if you're a peacock that's sitting here, you might be mostly peacock, but a little bit dove. If you're an, an analytical or a an owl and you're sitting here, that might be your preference 
but you could skip over to the other, other bird styles as well. So what we want to be doing when it comes to workplace communication, and particularly if you're a leader. So when it comes to communication, it's, I guess, the onus is on the sender of the information rather than the receiver. I don't know how many times I've spoken to leaders and they're like, I'm sure I've told them. It's like I'm just banging my head against a wall. And you probably have been telling them the same thing um, time and time again. However, what you're saying isn't being received. Um, so if you're an eagle and you're speaking to a dove, you might be talking eagle language and your dove's trying to understand dove language and they've got no idea what's going on. What, consequent, what consequently happens is that eagles are like, oh my God, I don't know how many times I've had to say this. And the dove's like, I'm not really sure what they're trying to say. I'm going to go ahead with what I think it is. And that's where we get this communication breakdown. So we want to be able to recognize different bird styles within our team because we want to be able to adapt our own communication style to fit in for the receiving end. So the receiving end is the bird. So if we have a look at uh, communicating with an eagle, and if you've got one of those in your team, listen up. So these are people that focus on tasks. They de-emphasize feeling. Um, you want to be really well organized when you're speaking to an eagle. You want to demonstrate high energy and get to the point. In fact, dot points are a really great way to communicate with eagles. If you have a peacock, in your team and you're communicating with or to a peacock, you want to give recognition, you want to focus on feeling, you want to pick up your pace, provide freedom and focus on that big picture. Interestingly, with both of these, um, the eagle and the peacock, they like uh, the communication to be quite fast. So if you listen to podcasts, who listens to podcasts? Yep. Do you listen to it um, sped up? So like 1.5? Who doesn't? Who's got no idea what I'm talking about? Yeah. So interestingly, if you're an eagle or a peacock, you probably listen to your podcast at 1.5 or know, know what that is. So as in you can speed up the tempo of what you're listening to. Um, and if you're an owl or a dove, you're likely to go, what? I didn't know you could do that. Why would you want to speed it up? That's so weird. So when we're speaking to owls or our doves, we want to slow down the pace. So if you're on this side and you're a fast talker, fast listener, and you're speaking to someone on this side, we want to slow it down. So take it back down to one or even a little bit slower. If we are moving on, let me find my mouse. There it is. Uh, and if you have a dove in your team, and fun fact, um, just over 30% of the population make up the dove personality style. So they're more likely to be, there's more likely to be more doves in your team than there are any other personality styles. Uh, but when we are speaking with a dove, we want to focus on the feeling. We want to be supportive. We want to get more personable. Uh, here it is. Slow down your pace, listen more and listen better. So I mentioned earlier that we want to listen to understand rather than listen to respond. That's really important for dove personality styles if you're speaking to a dove personality style. And then for our owls, and I think there are a few owls in the Zoom room, is we want to be more task orientated, uh, de-emphasize feeling, have the details and facts, be well organized, and again, slow your pace. So this is your talking pace. Who's got some questions on bird styles? Can you already see some of your team as different birds? <laughs> You're welcome. And has this potentially shifted some of the way that you would speak to your team knowing this? 
Yeah. So when it comes to communication, we tend to go, you know, talk how we like to receive information, but that doesn't necessarily fit everyone else. So if you want to start being masterful in your communication, communicating with influence, the best way to do that is actually shift and adjust your communication so that you can uh, adapt to the person that you're speaking to in the way that they like to be spoken to. Um, I thought what would be a really good, I guess, last talking topic would be to have a look at how these different bird styles also like their love languages, like leadership love languages. So if we're thinking about, and you can unmute for this, if we're thinking about an eagle, and if you can picture an eagle, if you are an eagle, um, what do you think would be sort of some of the main types of love language that would fill them up? What are they likely to enjoy the most? The new opportunities one? Yeah. Yep, I think so as well. Does anyone think any different? Probably a little bit of feedback and mentorship as well. Yeah. Quick yep. feedback. <laughs> Top point feedback, yep. <laughs> anyone think anything else? No, we'll move on. Uh, what about our peacocks? What kind of feedback do you think they like? It's a few peacocks in here. What kind of feedback do you think you would like? Workplace bonding. Workplace bonding, yes. Yep. And the encouraging touch points as well. Yep. Beautiful. You guys have got this all sorted. Well done. Anything else? Feedback and mentorship. Yep. A little bit of all of them, I think. Yeah. Uh, what about our doves? What do we think they would like for their love buckets? Support. Yep. Support. Yeah, I think support as well. Anything else? Encouraging touch points. Beautiful. Anything else? Nope. Oh, so who's going to? Workplace bonding as well, probably. Yeah, I think they'd like a little bit of workplace bonding if we think they're down the bottom, so they're people orientated. Um, so they would like anything that's got that human connection as well. And what about our owls? What are they going to thrive on when it comes to their leadership love languages? Probably new opportunities. Yep. And feedback. Yep. Yep. That's pretty much about it. Emails, email communication. Yeah. Yep. Facts, figures, give them the details, give them the, um, the, the micro info. Yep. Love it. Who thinks that's going to help them potentially with their own team or at least have a conversation with their own team about what that, what kind of love language they need. Very good. Not going to do another breakout. So three key takeaways from today. Uh, one is find out your love language. So if you don't know it yet, um, start looking. Uh, you can actually do a quiz online, I think. If you just check out the lovelanguages.com, fivelovelanguages.com, they've got a quiz. So you can, if you're not sure about your partner, um, you can get them to do it. I think you can even do one for your kids if they're over a certain age. I think it's about eight. Um, and it's really cool to kind of have a bit of an understanding. Um, if, you know, if you do need to have that conversation with your partner, then it's a really great opportunity. You can both do it. I know a little fun activity. Um, you can both do it. And, and then have a talk about what that actually means for you is in how do you give, give your love and how do you receive your love. Uh, number two is around communicate your love language with your manager. So we've gone through and identified what you think your love language is in the workplace. So if you, oh, sorry, when you next speak to your manager, say, hey, you did this like super fun activity through the Spence Club. We identified our love languages. And I think what I really need from you is mentorship, support 
I think we need to go for a coffee every week. I think we need this. I think we need that. Um, because if you don't ask, you don't get. And it's really important that you're asking for what you need to feel fulfilled at work and feel loved at work. Um, and then ask your manager what their love language is. So I'm sure that you would love to, if you're if you're already a manager and you've got a team, you would love to get some feedback from your team around, um, you know, how you're going because we all, we all need this as part of our, our human connection. So actually asking your manager what their love language is um, and being able to, I guess, give love in that way as well so what kind of feedback do they need potentially from you what kind of support do they need heck do they even need a coffee who knows if you don't ask you don't know uh, and next up what I would love you to do and this is in the chat box is what is your next first step so when you leave today you finished your wine because we're about to leave lockdown you're going to go into work but probably not really into work but you get what I mean um freedom what is your next first step going to be put it in your in the chat box for me take the love language test love it awesome Darcy that's great find out what your love VA's love language is talk about it with your team understand your new workplace and new bosses love language that's awesome talking to the team about different styles Oh, some have been in lockdown for five weeks. Beck, gnarly. I've got a few colleagues that are um, have been in lockdown for a long time. And I know we've only done a week here, but gee, I can't even fathom it for five weeks. That's nuts, isn't it? Uh, figuring out what kind of bird other key stakeholders are. So good. If you want to communicate with influence, then start figuring out how people like to be spoken to and with uh, learning about teams love languages and find out the love languages of your team and how you can communicate best talk to the team about their love languages so good well done guys give yourselves a big pat on the back I know it's a bit tricky on a Tuesday night to jump online I think it's been great to um, you know still be able to catch up and have this chance to go out into the breakout rooms meet some of the the Spence Club members so when we do do this in person you'll be able to be like hey you're my new best friend from the breakout room we can um, meet in real life um, I would love to connect with you all. I, I hang out mostly on LinkedIn. So if you're on LinkedIn, that's all good. I think some of you were already connected. Let me find my mouse again. If you're interested in um, learning about a little bit more about what we do. So I've got a program at the moment. It's called Kick Arts and Kind. So it's for ambitious women who are looking to build their confidence and have some massive impact. It's a 90-day program. It's going to be looking at dealing with imposter syndrome, building confidence, having tough conversations, maintaining balance between work and home, um, upping your personal uh, productivity success formula. So how do you actually kind of crank out some work and be really productive and also raising your profile. So this is a little bit on LinkedIn. And each fortnight, so it's a 90-day, goes for 90 days, each fortnight we'll have a masterclass on each of those topics. Uh, you can chime in. It will be run similarly, similarly to this. Chance to do some Q&A, learn some new skills you can implement straight away. So take it away from the masterclass and, and uh, try it out on your team straight away. Network with some of the other kick-ass and kind women that are already in the group. Um, I'm in front of my thing again. Oh, we develop a 12-month action plan, which is really cool right now, like a bit of a reset. And also say see you later to imposter syndrome for good. So if you are interested in that, I'd really encourage you to, this is my email here, ali at madeformore.com.au. Uh, flick me an email that says kick ass and kind, and I will send you the details. Also, I mean, 
when is, when are you going to pass up an opportunity to put in your QR code on a screen, right? Um, if you want to connect on LinkedIn, you can just like QR code me on there. And if you didn't know already, actually, and you've got the um, LinkedIn app on your phone, does everyone know that you've got your own QR code on LinkedIn? No? So if we go to LinkedIn, so you can see that. See next to your name whoop, over here. No, over here on the opposite side to where your profile is, there's those four little squares. If you go into search, if you do that, boom, you get your own QR code. So you can just QR people when you're out and about, if you're out and about, or you can send it to yourself as an email and then put it in your next slide when you come on board. So thank you so much, guys. Darcy, I'll hand back to you. Uh, thank you so much for having me, Spence Club. It's been awesome. Thank you so, so, so much, Ali. I think we've all taken away so much from tonight and it was such an incredible way for us to meet other members of the group as well. We've had quite a few new folks join in the past couple of weeks. So it was amazing to kick off their Spence journey by getting to hear some of the incredible things. And I think now, as you said, everyone will become a bird. Um, so that's exciting to look forward to just staring at people and calling them eagles or something like that. So absolutely, thank you so much. If anyone has any questions or anything from Ali, feel free to jump in now. Um, otherwise, definitely do connect with Ali on LinkedIn. Keep hearing some of the incredible stuff that she has coming up as well. I don't have any questions, but can I ask a huge favour? Can um Ali, do you mind pulling off your screen yes, for a second? Sorry. You can go back to gallery. Um, can everyone smile so I can take a screenshot? <laughs> Thanks, guys. Wait, let me do it one more time. Hold on. One more time. Should we do a crazy okay. one? <laughs> okay. It's not that easy. I got it. I got a good one. Um, good. Yes, we can. <laughs> I think, I no, think that's the big in me. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think the owls like this. <laughs> <laughs> sorry everyone yeah thank you so much everyone and thank thanks. you Ali it was a really good session thank you thanks so much thanks, for having Ali. me guys thanks, thank Ali. you have an amazing nice night happy Tuesday you too bye 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 guys bye yay I was back to the board thanks guys thanks yeah, for thank having me thank you so much Ali it was really good thank bye you bye. amazing um can I you know how we're talking can I just flick your thing on LinkedIn Yep, sounds yep, good. Amazing. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Um, Have a great night. Yes, sorry. You too. And I took a bunch of um, screenshots and some notes and stuff. So we'll do probably oh, like okay, a follow up cool. EDM with some of the key takeaways and stuff. Um, and are you fine with us sharing some of the slides as well? Is yeah, okay that's on socials fine. and stuff? Cool. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Awesome. Sounds Thank amazing. you so much. Thank you. So incredible. Oh, thanks, ladies. Thank you. That was great. Bit of an impromptu. Uh, it was very impromptu. Yes. So thank, thank you, you for, for joining us at the last minute. It. Yeah, very last minute. So thank you. <laughs> no, really amazing, good. amazing. Can't wait for the next one in real life. Do you know when the next date's going to be? Um, We're hoping <laughs> late-ish August, I think. Oh, hang on. Actually, maybe our events no. might change yeah, this around. Yeah, we, we, things have <laughs> shuffled now with COVID. So stay tuned. <laughs> We're not sure. <laughs> All right, cool. I no, can't we'll wait. Be soon yeah. Soon. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. If right. not, definitely September, there's something. So mm -hmm. beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. All right. Thanks, ladies. I'll no see you soon. Have a good Tuesday. Good luck yeah. getting back on track tomorrow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you too. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
schizophrenic break at the beginning when you know like someone needs to talk I know I I was going to talk and then I was like I don't know if I should just jump in like um, I didn't yeah I yeah you literally like someone should talk and then I saw your thing go I was like okay so me (laughs) hello and (laughs) I felt like I was already talking a lot like every time she asked questions nobody was saying anything and I kept like wanting to say something and I was like I should wait for other people and no one was saying anything and then I was like all right I'm talking too much I need to stop I tried to jump in a couple of times at the beginning to like try and get it started but then I thought I can't be yeah harassing yeah no it was good yeah. but I think everyone really enjoyed it so that's good yeah oh and like I think so what was that three days four days yeah. man not even that I spoke to her on Sunday remember because she didn't answer on and, Saturday yeah and oh, we wow. harassed Mad who on like Sunday or something to get this yeah honestly thank you guys so much that was that was really great yeah Yeah, you're welcome you know in our our group we deciphered the (laughs) four types before we got there (laughs) so it was really cool the birds thing Mm. I think the bird thing is really cool she did that at the she creates thing and I thought it was really interesting so yeah um yeah I think it's kind of relate it to the love languages and yeah it was good like I do the quadrant model and probably is the Mm. best best thing to understand human behavior yeah Yeah. um so yeah I took a bunch of screenshots and some notes so I'll share that with comms and hopefully we can get an EDM out and some socials going um um Oh, Darcy's screen is frozen. She's like, um, um. <laughs> no, I think it was Would good. you also be able to? Sorry, Darcy, to you just stop recording. A- Thank you so much for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode on the Made For More podcast, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes. And of course, five-star reviews are always welcome on the Apple podcast. If you'd like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, check out madeformore.com.au forward slash podcast. And of course, if we aren't connected already, you can find me in all the usual places. Ali Nitschke on LinkedIn, Ali.MadeForMore on Facebook and Instagram. I hope you have an awesome week and I'll catch you again soon. Bye-bye.